I'ma give it to you tasty. Bread it up, fry it, and dip it in the gravy. You want fat fish? Yeah, you know you want to try it. Dip it in the butter, make the fat count higher. Higher, higher, higher. Today's episode is brought to you by Warby Parker, an eye care brand that offers chic and modern eyewear at a revolutionary price. Simply put, your glasses shouldn't cost as much as the iPhone X. Warby Parker's prescription glasses start at $95. And they do sunglasses too. Buying glasses should be easy and risk-free, girl. Warby Parker's home try-on program lets you fall in love with your glasses in the comfort of your own home. You can choose up to five frames from hundreds of stylish options and have them shipped directly to you for free. That way, you can try all the frames and pick your favorite. And for every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. Daniel wears Warby Parker, and now he can actually see me. And I'm considering a divorce. Hey! So to get started, head over to warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Again, that's warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Warby Parker. Modern eyewear made simple. Thanks a lot. This is Grizzly Kiki. I'm Robert. And I'm Daniel. Happy 6th of July. (laughs) Um, No, we're we're recording this on the 4th of July. So, you know, happy belated 4th, listener. Um, What's going on? How are you? Breathing? Breathing. Family. Mm. Family dramas, you know? Mm. Cleansing. Deep cleansing breaths. (sighs) Um, I... I know that it's off season. We're not supposed to talk about drag race, but I just want to say once again how excited I am that it's over. <laughs> mm. I never thought um, I never thought I would be the type of person to be excited that drag race is over um, because I used to be the depressed type when drag race was over. Um, but now I am um, I uh, I'm living the Kelly Clarkson fantasy. You know, since you've been gone, I can breathe for the first time. Um, what um what's <laughs> what's going on? What have you what have you been doing? Anything new? No, but I mean, and not to talk about drag race, but what what I'm tickled by uh-huh. today is that Mimi, I'm first, it left social media apparently. What? What? Oh, right. Um, Zoinks. She, this was a screen cap was shared of us was shared with us. Um, she put up this post. Um, she goes, I'm taking a break and leaving social media for a while. I don't know if I'll come back. Delta Work replied, bye, girl, bye. And Sharon Needles made it. Sharon Needles made it um, her profile, her cover photo. Oh, my God. I didn't even Actually, notice that part. Aaron Cody made it his profile photo. Yeah. So you're not going to see it on, like, Sharon Needles, Sharon Needles made it his profile photo. Um, now, if this is a reaction to all of the scandals that she's been involved with as of late, or if she's actually been cast on All Stars 4, or if she hasn't and wants people to she's think she not is. All Stars 4. All I know is this is like 
I don't know if they make the like All Stars girls like completely leave social media or whatever. But this is like, oh, it's filming time. I'm gonna say I'm leaving social media behavior. I think I don't remember if they did this on All Stars three, but I remember with season two, um, they definitely were like, hey, post something real quick, and some of the girls would be like, oh, I um. I got this new uh, popper thing. <laughs> Try it. Here's my promo code. Like, so I, who knows? Um, I personally believe that um, Stunt Queen is trying to cash in on the potential buzz, 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 buzz. I mean, she's done this before, though. Stars. Like, or. where she's like, I'm going to quit drag, or I might hurt myself, or blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, stop threatening us and do it already. I, I mean, yeah, well, yeah, like, I'm not, I'm not making fun not of... The, not the hurt yourself part, quitting yeah. drag, that part. Yeah, but like, don't don't use this shit as like a um, uh, like a, an, a, a like an attention seeking device. It's pathetic. But anyway, yeah, and I feel like um, other girls have learned, um, yeah. from that mm. mistake. So, other than that, um, your birthday's coming up. It is. I thought it would be fun to talk about birthdays. Yeah. Um, mine. Well, yes. <laughs> in honor of your birthday, I thought it'd be fun to talk about birthdays in general. It's my birthday. Your birthday. Birthday. Um, do you believe in um in all the astrological bullshit when people are like, oh, oh, she's a cancer? Oh, I knew it. I mean, I think that there is something to be said about um, you know, being born at a certain type of time of year and like, you know, with like certain planets in alignment i mean because that stuff is all true in terms of like gravity and weather and you know it, it does affect um how things are on the planet in terms of all that okay. so why it wouldn't affect your chemistry is not something i'm like opposed to believing um isn't there also the belief that because the zodiac chart was made so long ago that at this point it's basically shifted in one well, direction or the other, and they they recently they updated the the dates. Really? Yeah, I I didn't look into it because I just looked at my birthday and it didn't count. Wait, so, am I still a Scorpio? I think you are. Can we find it out live? Live reveal. It's Saturday night. Um, um, I've always felt like a Scorpio. I don't know if if I'm projecting, but I've always been really obsessed with like getting revenge and like um, being angry. <laughs> So I feel like those are very scorpiotic. Oh well, this is two years ago. tendencies. So I don't know. I've also worked really hard to not be that petty. I'm still petty, peppermint petty. Oh my god, I'm not a cancer anymore. What? I'm not. Oh no. Which which are you? <gasps> What's the updated? Um. So, okay, this is NASA did this oh, um, in 2016. Um, it says it's just 3,000 years ago when they were drawing up a plan for the signs of the Zodiac that would correspond with the months of the year. The Babylonia Babylonians only had a 12-month calendar. Oh my god, get to the part. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, here me. we go. The signs as we know them have completely different date ranges now. So for you and for Cancers, it's July 20th through August 10th. And oh, for Scorpios, damn. it's November 23rd through November 29th. Wait, so I'm a Libra now? You're a Libra. That's disgusting. A Libretta. I don't like it. And that makes me a Gemini. Wait, that does kind of make sense. I mean, it makes sense if you want it to make sense. No, not you being a Gemini. I mean me being a Libra. Isn't that the scales? Yeah. Because mm. I always want everything to be fair and balanced. Really, though? Um. Yeah. Mm. I mean, mm. do, do you have a disagreement to that? 
I'm not commenting. Anyway, we're not buying into the Zodiac. Um, <laughs> that's the whole, that was the whole thing. Oh, I don't like it anymore, so I'm not God, buying into it know. anymore. Wait, so you're a Gemini now? So you've been two-faced this whole, t- the whole time? The whole time? Is that true? I mean, do you, I don't... Do you feel like you're two-faced? I don't know. The constellations have shifted. The zodiac sign dates... I don't know. Uh, honestly, I'm... I am I'm don't study astrology. But have um, you ever... Have you ever, like... Was there ever a point in your life where you were like, oh, I'm this way because I'm a cancer? No. All cancers are like I mean, that. when I read stuff about cancers, I'm like, oh, that describes me. Kind, loving, the best people on earth. Um, emotional, you know? You do read... There as a as a cancer, you do mm-hmm. really really read as a cancer. I, I use all my claws. Although the only other cancer I knew, the only other experience I had with a cancer was with someone who was a piece of shit. So um, I don't know. Well, but, that has nothing to he do was with a, your son. He was a June. So I believe, or I, I when I when I was all up in the zodiac, I believed that if you were born in a particular month that you had slightly different attributes to those of the same zodiac sign that were born in the following month or like vice versa. So for example, June, I feel like June cancers have a little bit of Gemini. And so whereas they're like loving and affectionate and all that shit, as soon as you you show a sign of weakness or any like flaw, they turn into a Gemini on you. Um, and then with Scorpios, I always felt that the ones born in October are very like self-righteous and know-it-alls and all that stuff. Whereas the ones that are born in November are like less interested in that, but more interested in like, when can we key their car? Like, that's (laughs) what they're all about. It's like, okay, okay, fine. Right. But what are we going to do next? But that's based on life experience. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Well, if anybody out there is like hip to all of this. Let us know. Are you into the Zodiac? Call in. I'm July 9th. The number flashing at your on your screen. Like I said, I'm July 9th. Robert's November 6th. Tell us what we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of birthdays, do you enjoy, do you look forward to your birthday? I, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Oh, you sound real convinced. I, I love a present. Not that, not, not, not that like I'm, th- I actually don't even think about what I would like for my birthday until maybe like two or three days before, if I'm lucky a week, because I normally like just, if I need something, I buy it. What was the best gift you got growing up for your birthday? Oh, fuck. The best or the one that has most meaning? The one, too... the one you remember. Like if I say to you, tell me about the best gift you ever, oh, the most memorable it's, um, gift you ever got. It's a got. silver bracelet that I got um, right before my 21st birthday. It's the one you still wear? Yeah, I wear it every day. Wow. It's um it's a silver like box link. Um it, I mean it's very like, you know, I'm a teenager, I just got my piece of jewelry, but it's it's like yes. burnished silver and my mom got it for me um right before my 21st birthday cuz I was going to spend my 21st birthday in Paris, which she was none too happy about. Mm. And so she was like, "Well, since you've taken away my ability to celebrate your birthday with you, we're going to celebrate your birthday before you leave." Your mother was an Aries. Or a Taurus. Aries. My father's an a Aries. Taurus. Ah. ah. Uh-huh. Um, Could be worse. You could have been raised by two Libras like I was. Um, um, but yeah, so I, I've i had it now, my God, for like 13 years, I think. Like yeah. I've, I, and I, I wear it essentially like every day. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because I, I have this weird 
thing about wearing something of my mother's and something of my father's all the time. Um, hmm. So I have this like chain that has all these like essentially religious medallions, but I'm not religious in the least. Mm. Um, it's just things that people have given me. Mm-hmm. So one of them is a, a Virgin Mary like medallion from St. Francis of Assisi that my father got my mother when they were dating. And then she got him one at, you know, a few weeks later when they were dating. And so after my mom passed away, I started wearing it. And then my dad wasn't wearing his. So he was like, well, since you're wearing your mom's every day, just here, hold on to, you know, my mine. So I always have something of hers and his on me. But this silver bracelet I wear, she got me for my birthday. And then there's this cuff I wear every day, too. That's like silver and mahogany mm-hmm. that he got me for Christmas one year. Oh, so it's just. Yeah, and it feels weird if I'm not wearing them. Hmm. So I don't know what that means, but um, where did that where did that come from? Like the idea of wearing something your mom got you and something your dad got you every well, day. The something my dad got me just kind of was by coincidence, mm-hmm. I guess, because it wasn't even like I thought of something my mom got me. But um, after she passed away, I became very. Um, it was lonely. It was awful, and you know all of that. I think I've talked about it before. Um, but it was more like, I don't know, like a protection thing. It's that when I actually try and think about it, um, I can't really rationalize it. But it um, it definitely, like when I wear this chain, it's this thin silver chain, just a few things on it, and it's never out. So it's not about showing it. It just, it makes me feel protected. What happens I guess. if you don't, if for some reason you forget a piece or like, do you feel different? Yes. Hmm. Absolutely. Well, it's also because I'm used to having it on my body every day. Like, so I take, you miss the weight. Yeah, I take okay. it off because I don't like having jewelry on when I'm like at home. Um, but uh, if I'm going out and I'm dressed, then it has to be on, right? Or it feels weird. I don't wear it in drag, obviously. But there's something. I don't know. It's a weird thing. <laughs> With the bracelet that your mom got you, did you pick that out? Um. Yeah. I it oh, was on. Okay. It was from TV, and I was like, "Oh, that looks really nice." And she's like. Oh, yeah, you really like it? I'm like, yeah, it's very, like, you know, like, weighty and and just very, like, solid and understated, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And then that's what I got for my birthday. I'm just wondering because your, so your family seems like the type that you all have conversations about what the other person wants for their birthday. That's new. Oh, that's a new thing. Yeah, that happened after your mom passed. Because I didn't tell her I wanted that. I was like, oh my God, mom, that's so nice. Like, that's a really nice bracelet. Oh, okay. So she kind of put it together. Yeah. I see. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have a childhood memory of a birthday? Like, if I ask you... Oh my God, yes. Absolutely. Did you ever have a birthday at McDonald's? No, we didn't do that stuff. Okay. No, it was... It was... um, I just... I was wondering because I've never done that. And I'm curious as to... I always wanted one. But... As an adult now, I would have enjoyed one. But it just never happened. Yeah. Like, I would enjoy the... I hopefully would have enjoyed the, um, the memory of one. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. I never wanted one. You never wanted one. No, I went to one once and I thought it was disgusting. Oh, okay. Because I like we would go. We didn't really go to McDonald's very much. Mm -hmm. Um, We literally went maybe like once a week if we were running errands on like a Saturday or something, Mm -hmm. or if we were like 
on like a day trip and on the highway. But other than that, it just wasn't what we ate. Um, I was not allowed to eat at McDonald's. Oh. All the kids, because I went to, so I went to Catholic school the first four years of, of like schooling. Um, and all the kids would go to the McDonald's near the school afterwards. And I would like be driving home with my parents and see them all in there laughing and having fun and just be like sad that I wasn't hanging out with them. It was very upsetting. Also, I love chicken nuggets. So <laughs> you're good. That. Um, no, I don't. I didn't like the ball pits. I thought it was gross. Um, and I was like, well, we can just get McDonald's and like eat it somewhere else. Hmm. Um, but the one I mean, basically, because my brother and I were bo- both born in the summer, um, our birthdays were always like, well, where do you want to go? Because every weekend during the summer, my mom made sure that the four of us were like going to a water park, going to like a museum, going, you know, somewhere. But you had separate celebrations. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because okay. we're like a month apart. Okay. Well, and a few years apart. But yeah, mine's at July 9th. My brother's August 1st. Yes. Um, a, mo- a lot of my family has birthdays in July and August for some reason. Hmm. Um Anyway, yes. <laughs> so what we would do is my mother would say, well, where do you want to go? So like, you know, if it was my birthday, I got to pick like what activity we did that weekend. If it was my brother's, he got to pick. So I think it was it was Sesame Place. Ooh. Like way back when. And is this the time that you walked in and then disappeared and then your dad no. looked up and saw you crawling and you were like, hi, dad. You know, I don't remember. I honestly <laughs> don't. But I loved, I love Sesame Place. And I'll tell you why. It's because what the only thing I wanted to do at Sesame Place was go to the Count's Fount, which was a, like, so they have a lot of different, like, pools and yeah. different, like, um, attractions, basically, right? So yeah. they have, like, the Count's Fount. They have something with Elmo. I mean, it's probably changed a ton right now. But probably. Um, and, you know, they just got certified as an, um, a, um, in uh god almighty like a uh, an autism awareness center or something like oh. the whole park now is autism friendly wow yeah so it's it's completely safe for people to take uh children or adults who are autistic, autistic. because it provides the right type of stimulation That's that will great. keep them inter- you know that will like trigger all of the things that people who are autistic um you know, helps them feel happy. Like it, it, it just really resonates with them. So it's like certified now. That's really great. And I yeah. think water, I think water therapy is one of the big mm-hmm. um, and colors and, and, you know, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Like the sensory deprivation chambers are mm-hmm. like a big uh, calming. Tool. And yeah. Yeah. Um, that's great. But the count's found was essentially presided over by the count, you know, one, ah, 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 two, ah, ah, ah. And um, I loved it because I loved being a vampire for Halloween. And so <laughs> I was like, there's the count. And he, you know, he had a cape mm-hmm. and it was purple. He was purple. And, uh, you know, I love the count. <laughs> and, you know, getting to work with the count as I do now in my job, the first time I saw him, I was very excited. Hmm. Um, you can count on the count. You can count on the count. So yeah, that was one of the most memorable ones. It's like the first one I think of when I was little. And then when I was an adult, it just kind of got, I don't know. I, I don't. Well, let's not get into adult birthdays just yes. yet. We're going to take a break. Um, when we come back, we're going to tell more stories about birthdays. So stick around. We'll be right back. Oh, hi, it's me, Robert. And I have a question. Do you shop on Amazon? If so, you can be a supporter of our show. Just go to grizzlykiki.com and click the Amazon button in our menu. Anytime you shop on Amazon using our link, we'll get a small commission on everything you buy. And it's free. 
There's no cost to you as the money comes out of Amazon's pocket, not yours. So bookmark it, use it, and every time you buy from Amazon, you'll be helping us keep the key key going. We're back, and we're talking about birthdays because mm-hmm. it's Daniel's birthday. How old are you going to be? I'll be 34. You're supposed to say a lady never tells her age. Meh. That was supposed to be the answer. Um, we were talking about childhood birthday experiences. Um I don't have a particular, um, not that you asked me, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Um, I don't have a particular memory that sticks out from a birthday, like a birthday party that I had. Um, my birthday is at the very beginning of November. So I had a lot of birthdays growing up that were costume parties because I was Stop, like, really, this is fucked up that I didn't get to have my birthday on Halloween. So we're having a, a costume party for my birthday. So a lot of my birthday pictures, like a lot of the pictures my parents have are of me and my friends in costume. And it's very odd because clearly not born on Halloween. Um, but I spent a lot of time. I don't know if this is like telling of me as an adult, but I spent I spent a lot of time sad and crying in the bathroom at my birthdays. Birthdays are weird. Yeah. I, I'm not a... And I was, and I was always, I, I mean, I may be projecting a little bit as an adult, but I was always made to feel like my birthday was an inconvenience, I think, um, by, by my friends, not by my <clears throat> parents. Um, and so, like, I had a lot of friends that just straight up wouldn't show up and wouldn't tell me. And it's just like, there was a lot of that mm. in my childhood. Mm. Um, but, um, yeah, I... Um, I don't have a particular memory, like I said, from a birthday, but I do know that. So I had two costumes that I would recycle over and over again. And then there was a third as an adult. Um, But as a child, the two I would recycle are my Jiminy Cricket costume, which um, it came with a hat and the entire costume fit inside of the hat. And I love that. I don't know why. Are there photos of this? Oh, hell yeah. I've never seen you in this costume. Oh, if you text my sister right now, she will, I guarantee you she has it on her phone. Because she's like obsessed with it. There, um, There is absolutely a picture of me on the front steps of my parents' house um, in my Jiminy Cricket costume. Maybe we'll share it with the listeners. Who knows? Um, and then, and there's probably, she'll probably send you the photo of me crying. Because there's one of me holding like a, a jack-o'-lantern with all my candy in it and I'm crying. Um, and then the other costume is my clown costume, which was award winning, you know, snatching trophies. Um, I had one of those uh, clown costumes that had a hula hoop in the midsection. So it was just always like expanded. Um, and I won a costume contest, I think, while I was still in private school. I thought you were going to say it was your pirate costume. No, but that's a that good one too. So cute! Like you look like if we ever had kids, I would want them to be a cross between what you look like as a kid and what I look like as a kid. It would never happen because my sister lives too far away. My sister is the reason that costume looks like that. That costume because oh, she my made sister, it? my sister is just very like she, she loves to scrapbook. That? I don't know if she made the outfit, but the um, fact that like I didn't, so I did not have an eye patch. I basically had like a store bought pirate costume mm-hmm. with like the knife. And like the plastic knife and all mm-hmm. that shit, um, but I didn't have an eye patch, so my sister drew an eye patch on my face. That's drawn on. Are you kidding? Because like it looks like you just have. I mean, it's a very doesn't blurry. It, photo. Doesn't it look like it looks like I have an eye patch on, but then all of a sudden my eyes open? I think the photo that's <laughs> up is with you. Your eye closed. No, 
I just, I love it because, like, in the photo, it's you and your sister, and your sister's dressed like a genie. Yeah. But she still has, like, the 80s crunchy hair with the big, what do you call that? The pollina? What do you call that in English? The ponytail? No, the pollina. Her bang? Her bang, yes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, genie's living in the 80s now. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I think she got, she got mileage on that genie costume. I don't remember. Um, yeah, and I'm holding my cat against her will. <laughs> the cat is just like, let go of me. Um, yeah, so um, that's what I remember from birthdays growing up. I mean, I never really, I, I guess I enjoy my birthday now as an adult because I, uh, I guess I can prepare for the emotions that are going to come up. Mm. Um, and I also like, I don't know why, but I guess as an adult, I feel special when it's my birthday, whereas I never felt special as a child when it was my birthday. It's the opposite for me. Oh. I'm, and I don't know what this says about me, but I, I think birthdays are a little sad. Um, because it's like one of those things where it's like you should never, uh, you should never have to plan your own birthday. Like it's a, it, I think that that's bad luck. Um, and I've never actually planned my own birthday. I've always, like, told my friends, oh, I, you know, yeah, let's do something for my birthday. Uh-huh. But it's never, like, it's centered on me. Like, that's also it. I don't, um, these, like, birthday parties where, like, the person is front and center. And I think I had one birthday party growing up where, like, I had to stand behind the cake and they all sang happy birthday to me and I blew out the candle. I was very uncomfortable because I was like, well, why, why, like, we're all equal. That's literally how it's been. I'm like why are we not all equal and we can just share and we're just like celebrating together. So like being like having all this like focus put on me, I don't, I just always found it very um, uncomfortable if that was the case. Hmm. But I mean, my mom would always plan that. So, I mean, actually kind of after she passed away, it was, you know, Oh, so you never had to plan a birthday until your mom passed. Not just plan a birthday, but it was never like we did something super, like I said, super extravagant. It was just, where are we going to go? You know, right. we'll get it and we'll have a cake when we get home or whatever. It wasn't. Um, but it, it's not about it being extravagant. It's that the activities that were going to happen on your birthday were already like they were they were predetermined for you. Yeah. Or, you know, I would be asked, what yeah. would you like to do? And so it's weird because like as an adult, I don't really go, to, you know, don't go to water parks anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, although I was an adult when my mother passed away. But it's just it's like a weird thing. I, I can't really describe it, but. Even even before my mom passed away, birthdays were not a um, like a thing that I was terribly concerned about for myself. Mm. I love celebrating other people's birthdays, mm. like when it was my mom's birthday or my dad's birthday, or even your birthday. I'd be like, okay, oh, you know, because I love like giving a present that like means something. Like mm-hmm. last year, I think I got you those. Um, those Simpson, uh, huge, like, six-inch diameter Simpsons buttons, uh-huh. just because you had mentioned them. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to find these. So it was part, like, he'd get a kick out of it, and mm-hmm. part, can I find this? Yeah. You know? Um, but it doesn't have to be expensive or extravagant. Like, it's never, you know, dollar amounts or amounts of things done are not important to me. I, th- I think I'm going on about it. But it's like, oh, and, you know, if you set tons of store by your birthday, that's fine. I just, I don't know. It's just not something that I'm like, oh, we must do this, or I'm going to be like, you know, like, uh, um, mad, mad if like <laughs> this doesn't happen. It's like, what do you want? I just want to go to the sushi buffet. Right. That, why? Because I like sushi. Right. That's it. Yeah. I would even pay for it. Yeah. I you know? I feel the same way as an adult. Um, I remember when I was a teenager, I was really into the cologne Tommy by Tommy Ooh. Hilfiger. 
And so I asked for it for my birthday. And I mean, I was that kid. I was the kid who like you ask for something and it shows up. And so I opened my present on my birthday and um, it wasn't Tommy. It was like Teddy. No. Yeah. My parents had accidentally bought me or maybe it was on purpose. I don't know. I'm not here to start any, you know, I'm not here to start rumors. But um, they had bought me a designer imposter and it said the best part about it was that um, it uh, it said smells like Tommy. I think it was called like Tom or Thomas or something. Thomas. Thomas. It was actually it was Thomas the tank engine cologne. What if it was just Thomas? Um, could have been. And um, and my mom, my mom was like living in the fantasy. She was like, like I, I, I had no choice. I opened it and I was like, well, I guess this is it. And um, and so I I opened it. I sprayed myself with it. And my mom was like, mm, Tommy. And I was like, yeah, it's not Tommy. This is like Timmy or like Timmy something tootie. Um, I don't, I don't, I really, I wish I could remember what it was called because like my mom, my mom didn't say mm, Tommy. She said whatever the name of it was. It was like Johnny or something. I don't remember. But um, yeah, I just remember that and just being kind of sad about that. Not be, not so much because it was like not what I asked for, but more because it was like, what is the, what is the message you're sending me by buying me a designer imposter? Like I just, it, I kind of got sad about it, but I was also a very spoiled child. So yeah, I always got designer. Actually, I always got a cologne on my birthday in addition to what el- whatever else um, I got. It was like a thing. Yeah, we always. Yeah, my mother was very big on cologne and good cologne. Um, so that's how you know when we moved in together, I had an, like literally a whole moving box of yeah cologne. There were two whole shoe boxes. Yeah, full of like almost empty cologne bottles. Well, yeah, because at any given time, I had about. 30 different colognes in rotation because it was just stuff that you know like you think about it every birthday my mother also celebrated easter and halloween with gifts yes yes Hmm. as an adult and so what kind of gifts would you get on halloween candy and then a cologne or a thing or well the candy parts implied i'm talking about the because we also got gifts on easter but mm-hmm. never on Halloween. it was it was always like a, a cologne or something like a, you know never something enormous because these are you know the minor holidays mm. um, but my mother because i think in charlie brown there's something called the halloween pumpkin if i'm not mistaken the great like, pumpkin the great pumpkin but she turned it into the halloween pumpkin ah. so the halloween pumpkin was like a a thing for us okay and we get up halloween morning and there would be our you know oh was, the pumpkin basket yeah the pails with yeah you know i mean and i think you know we have the same ones every year but um un- i remember the year that we got new ones and they were glow in the dark pumpkins what yes they were white they oh. were they were like um they almost looked um oh my god there was this shit um McDonald's a very long time ago made the Fantastic 4 figures uh-huh. as part of their happy meal and the invisible woman was essentially clear oh. like a like a milky color and oh. in the dark she would glow glow and you put her in the light in sunlight specifically and then and she would charge up yeah so that's what these things were so we were like but why are, like these are white we'd seen white pumpkins before cuz they do exist but I was like, okay. I was like, mom, this is not a Halloween pumpkin. And she's like, Ugh. you were upset about it. I was just like, why are they white? Did you go trick or treating? Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, up until a certain age, and then my brother and I were like, eh. 
I'm always I'm always curious about that because I feel like trick or treating when you live in the city is a little more dicey. Well, I mean, it was. Um, I grew up in the suburbs. My grandmother so like lived a in, in a big apartment building, uh, the projects. So right. we would just do trick or treating there. Oh, in the building. Yeah, in the building. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's you know. I guess that's a common thing. Yeah. Um. And you know, like my because of where my grandmother lived. Um. They, everybody knew each other because they'd all kind of moved into the buildings when they were first built in the 50s. Mm. So you knew, you know, Fulano de Tar that lived on, in 7A or La Señora del Ocho. Like, you just knew everybody. Yeah. So it was terribly safe. I mean, yeah. I don't know what it's like now, but that's just how I grew up. Um, I can't imagine because we never we never really thought about this, our safety when we were trick-or-treating mm-hmm. in the suburbs. Um, obviously, and I don't, I don't think this ever happened, but obviously if you got candy that was unwrapped or like fruit, you wouldn't eat it mm-hmm. because it was like, there's nothing separating your germs from mm. me. Um, there's a woman who give pasteles. What? Mm-hmm. <gasps> yep. How do I get in a time machine and trade places with you? I remember. Cause she, how do I do that? That happened like two years in a row. And I, my grandmother was like, uh, of course my grandmother was like, they're not as good as mine. Cause if <laughs> any good Puerto Rican family, you make enough pasteles on Christmas to last you the whole year. So like, you know, these were, these were like last Christmas's pasteles, but they were still good cause they were frozen. Right. And then there was a really nice Pentecostal lady. Mind uh-huh. you, I didn't know her name. Uh-huh. All I knew is she was very elegant. She had this Ooh. beautiful gray hair, and it was always in like a a hairnet. So it was like you know how Amanda Lepore wears her hair, so that it's like like flut like um, it looks like it's been curled under. So it's like a like a like a bun, but like so it looked like a loaf yeah. of bread. So that's yeah. what her hair looked like in this beautiful hairnet, not like mm-hmm. a you know like a lunch lady hairnet. This was like decorative, and she always had on this beautiful like gray suit, and she would give us dollars. Mm. Yeah, and anytime we saw her, she would give us money. Mm-hmm. I like it. So there was that. Why were we talking about? Oh, the glow in the dark pumpkin. Yes. So the glow in the dark pumpkin would glow well, in the dark. No, we were talking about Halloween because gifts. Gifts. Yes. So, so yeah. what about Easter? Was Easter the same thing? Just like cologne with candy? Cologne or a CD? You know, something like that. I remember um, one year getting a giant chocolate bunny and taped to the back was the um, Paul Abdul's Shut Up and Dance, which was her your remix album. didn't know. Oh, they knew. Girl, they knew. They had to, they they had all of the tools. They just they didn't read the manual. Um that's what that God, I love the is. chocolate bunnies. I do too. You know, I I was thinking about this the other day, how I would love to have a chocolate bunny. So I made myself a promise that next time, like next time they come out with the Easter candy, I'm gonna buy myself a chocolate mm. bunny. I just really want one. Yeah, do you know what we also got on Easter? What? So my aunt, who when we were little um, worked at the Helmsley Palace for many years, and she was basically head of purchasing. So this is before Leona got indicted and all of that bullshit. Mm-hmm. So she every year would get cases and cases of gourmet Easter eggs, gourmet chocolate Easter eggs, Cadbury. No, 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 no. These were like a foot and a half tall, mm. and they came wrapped. It, like think about the golden eggs. Okay. Oh my god. Yeah. But they weren't dusted. They were just wrapped in this iridescent foil because they would they would put these out mm-hmm. at their parties, right? So the, the staff always got a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. So every Easter we got one of these ridiculous 
Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. And they were chocolate. They were chocolate, obviously, in this right. gold foil with all of this shit. And you crack them open, and there was more candy and treats inside of the <gasps> thing. I thought you were going to say there was a live bird that came out with tweet, 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 tweet. No. <laughs> like no. in Harry Potter. God almighty, no. But yeah, I remember that. That was a few Easter's. We got those. That's and so it was cool. I... Like, I wish, because I tell people this and they don't believe me, but it's like, no, my aunt would, like, bring these for us. And those were part of an Easter egg hunt, or they were just things were that just, people were, would order to give their kids? No, no, no. The, the, the Helmsley Palace would order them, and they would decorate with these eggs. Oh. These chocolate eggs, and then they would, you know, I think be given to guests, or you could purchase them, whatever it was. Oh. Yeah. Um, interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Um, we're going to take another break, and when we come back, we're going to finish our segment about birthdays, and then we're going to give you some recommendations. So mm-hmm. stick around. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Quip, an innovative oral care brand that makes it easier than ever to maintain a healthy brushing routine. The simple secret to great oral health is good technique, consistent brushing, and regular upkeep. Do away with the myth that more power and features means a better clean by trying out their beautifully designed electric toothbrushes. They also take the guesswork out of replacing your toothbrush by delivering a new head and fresh batteries to you every three months. Shipping is free and you can cancel at any time. We use Quip and it's made us smile more because our teeth are actually clean. Quip is offering you, our listeners, $10 off your first refill by signing up at tryquip.com slash kiki. Again, that's tryquip.com slash kiki. Quip, oral care designed for a modern lifestyle. We're back and I want to talk about birthdays as an adult. Oh, those are no fun. Are they really? Um, I remember one year I organized a birthday at the um, the forever like the forever moving club crash. Um, the listeners who live in New York City will know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, crash was this uh, this gay bar that everyone would talk about. It was sort of like Latinx themed, I think. Um, and I was big into going to Escuelita, but Escuelita was so. I guess, like, I don't know. I guess I couldn't afford to have my birthday at Escuelita. So um, what Crash would do is you'd sign up for their mailing list. And they had, like, I don't know. I guess when your birthday came around, they would email you and be like, oh, um, do you want to have your birthday here? We'll give you a list. And so the list was, like, free admission and all this stuff. Um, So I organized a birthday at Crash and I organized everything um, be, like long before my birthday, and then they closed and didn't tell anybody. Oh shit! Yeah, and so we all showed up, and at the time, the location was somewhere. It was practically in the Hudson, like but it was, was on this, like eleventh. Crash, because I know nothing about this, but was Crash at like a like was that the name of the bar, or was it was like one of these parties? Like, so it used to know. be the name of the bar. And then it became the name of the party once they started, like, moving around. Uh. I actually eventually, they opened, so when the, one of the times that they reopened, it was in, um, it was near Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. And I went with one of my friends, four rooms, different music in all four rooms. So it's like a circuit party, I very guess. Very exciting. Um, eventually, like, with these I, traveling parties. I wouldn't call it that. Oh. Circuit party, the, the thing about it is, like, at least in my opinion, or not in my opinion, in my experience... 
drugs were never involved. So to me, a circuit party is not a circuit party if you don't involve drugs. But I don't know shit about circuit parties, except for what I've seen on TV and, you know, learned from friends. Mm-hmm. Um, this was about dancing. And so essentially the benefit, at least to me and my friends, was like if they were playing a song you didn't like in one room, you could literally walk to the next room and they'd be playing a song you loved. You could dance in there until you retired and then you would move to a different area. And so because we were all about dancing. Like that was the one thing about my group of friends is that it was like we are here to dance. Where is the really good DJ? Mm -hmm. Like at the time, I think... The DJ that we would like chase around was um, DJ Steve Sidewalk, I think was his name. And he used to spin at this place called Home, which was a gay bar on Sundays. Um, And they're long gone now. But we used to love going to Home. Um, But anyway, yeah, that was traumatic because I showed up with my friend Sam and we were sitting outside the club just thinking like, oh, they're not open yet. And they just, they never opened. Like, it never happened. Oh, wow. So I think we ended up at a Mexican restaurant. Mm, That sounds much better. Yes. And that is how, I mean, I don't know if it's related to that, but that is how I celebrate my birthday as an adult now, is around food and friends, obviously. But, like, to me, it's mostly about food. For a while, it was a lot about um, game night. Mm. Like, you know I love a game night, but it's been a very long time since we've had like one of the traditional game nights um which used to be i mean truth be told game night was all about thorgy and oscar and so oscar you know oscar moved (laughs) we'll put it like that um oscar moved to la and then thorgy got on drag race so those things don't really happen anymore um so whenever we do have game night it's like not the same i guess Mm -hmm. Um, because celebrity is not celebrity if you it's don't also play. It's hard with as you get older to get people together. I mean, that's a. It is, you know. but like the way. Okay, so when we used to play celebrity, the way you knew that you were going to lose is if for some reason, because we would always pick our names out of a hat and that's how we chose our teams. If Oscar and Thorgy were on the same team, it was over for you. Mm-hmm. Curtains. Yeah. But you always wanted to either, you always wanted them to be on opposite teams because they were so good. It was literally to the point where like, it was a look and you knew exactly who they were doing. Having participated in a lot of these with yes. you, thankfully, since uh, we started seeing each other and all that. But um, I love them. But what yeah. I, the funny thing was that at first I was like, when we first, I first went to one of these game nights with you, I was like, oh my God, like they're going to be like vicious because i i just you know playing monopoly with my brother growing up was him throwing the board if you know i had purchased too much property and he had to pay you know um taxes or rent or whatever and i'm like okay it's a game like Uh calm down yeah um so i was not used to like this kind of friendly gaming you know right and i i thought it was so much fun but what's funny after a while like becoming part of the group Mm -hmm. was being that person who would be like, oh, God, the new person's on my team. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and, and of course, it was never somebody new who was like, because I was very into it. And like, oh, this makes sense. I understand the whole concept. It's charades. That's what it it's is. It's charades, but we were always like, fucking commit. But exactly. It's like charades, but like you can do whatever you want with it. So it was like, great. It would right? be like, the clue is Diane Warren and you better fucking commit. Yeah. You better fucking commit. Give me Diane Warren. Hit your chest. You know, yeah. my heart will go on. Yes. Like, hello. 
immediately. Yeah. But it's like one of those, and, and like if you're doing drag queens, you do boobies and, you know. Oh, and that was the other like, thing is, so we were playing celebrity and obviously the rule of celebrity is that the clues need to be celebrities. And Thorgy's brilliant behind decided to put things like test tube or Edwardian collar. Do you remember Casey Anthony? Oh, I mean, that the time was, that was in play. I mean, depending on who you ask, she is a celebrity. No, no, no. I'm saying like the. Yes, I remember. Of yeah. course, I remember. But I'm just saying like the goal was all like when when Thorgy introduced that concept, the goal was always to put celebrities in there that were going to be really difficult mm-hmm. to guess. My favorite was always Lourdes Leon, who is Madonna's daughter, um, which um, not that hard because a lot of the time they'd pull it out and be like, oh, and, and immediately they'd be like, oh, it's Lourdes Leon, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because they just, they, they caught Yeah, there on. were certain things that like you were just, I was you know, what it. I hated is when you had somebody new come into the game and they would put in a whole fucking sentence because they wanted to be cute. <laughs> Do you remember we had that friend of mine over and she put in a whole quote from The Real Housewives? Oh, God. And it was like. Yeah, we weren't friends after that. Seriously. I remember we were playing with this um with someone who was part of uh Thorgy's string quartet and she had never like she'd never really hung out with us and someone put in like I don't know what that's called, but when you take someone's name and you turn it into a nickname almost. I guess you'd call that a nickname, but it wasn't a name he called me regularly. It was just a name like he took my name and turned it into like a a weird sounding nickname and that was the clue. <laughs> And so That's funny. this woman happened to get that clue and she was just like, I don't, I, what is this? this? What is this fucking, who is this? Why? And it was, she was so angry. It was like, it was an iconic moment. And on top of that, Oscar was house sitting for the family that he was like, he was their nanny. Mm-hmm. So he was house sitting for them. So the, like the setting was this like pretty, uh, Soho loft that we were all hanging out Opulence. in. Yeah. And it was, she was just, she was so angry. I just, I will always remember, um, I will always remember that moment. Um, but yeah, that's, birthdays to me are about friends and food. And, oh, can I yeah. just mention two of my favorite moments from playing Celebrity? Please. Were Newt Gingrich and French Madonna. <laughs> Our friend. Oh! Shout out to Holly and Toss. I hope you're listening. Who's been on the show before? We Toss got Newt Gingrich. I don't know who the hell put this in, and it was in our apartment. He just and and it was beyond like you know like when you would just have to act it out, basically like the last round because you you know you just put him in and keep on taking them out. Yeah. And all of a sudden he just drops to the floor and starts belly flopping. Uh huh. And Oscar, (laughs) I think, was like, "No, just let him. Don't. No, nobody answer this." (laughs) No, that buddy, was, answer that this. That was Oscar's favorite. Is like if someone just takes it to the next level with their like with their charade. It was like with the way that they would act it out. Oscar would be like, "No one speak. Don't talk. Just mm-hmm. let them. Just let them keep going. Look, wait till the timer runs out." That is just like because another time uh, he did it was Nosferatu. Someone put Nosferatu in, and Thorgy got it. And Thorgy, I don't know. I guess thought Nosferatu was like. Some I don't know. I don't know. This. You weren't there for this. But I've heard the story. And he started doing this weird thing with his shoulders, and we just all looked at each other. And I think Oscar figured it out first. He was like, "Oh my god, he has Nosferatu, and he has no idea who it is." Was he doing Nefertiti? I think he was trying to do something like Nefertiti, like some Egyptian. 
he thought it was like some Egyptian god. Meanwhile, it's a fucking uh, vampire. Nowadays, and so, you don't know if it's Nosferatu or Sasha Velour. But it was so good. It was so good that we all were just like, let the timer run out. Let's let the timer run out. It's fun though. When you I think do we that. started the timer over, and and Oscar was like, give me, give me more, give me more Nosferatu, please. Keep going. Give me, give me more. Mm-hmm. It was just like, and that was the fun part was like mm-hmm. creating those those kinds of nostalgic yeah. moments. Mm. Um, do we want to recommend some stuff? No like presents. No. <laughs> um, I actually would really like to recommend Evil Genius. Um, it's a documentary on Netflix, and uh-huh. it's, it's um uh, advertises like a documentary about a diabolical heist. Um, it's really weird. I don't. I still don't know how I feel about it. Mm. Um, but it was recommended to us by uh, by Pissy Miles and her husband David, and um. It's it's really good. It's only three episodes, so it's like totally. Four. Oh, is it four? Mm-hmm. Like I like that because it's very digestible. Yeah. Um, and it's it's about stuff that happened fairly recently, like within the last twenty years. So you can like keep on digging if you want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of messed up. But it. Um, oh, it's fucked up. It's fucked it's up. Like but it is basically like up. you're taken along on like a real life like detective story. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like cuz you see the ins and outs of how they try to unravel this and and all the like twists and turns and it's very interesting. I just didn't appreciate so there's like the whole there there are several people who die as a result of these people's decisions mm-hmm. and I I feel like at a certain point they stopped caring about these people's lives like these lives that were lost. And it started being solely about this woman who was behind bars and sort of like the mastermind behind the whole thing. Well, yeah, because they couldn't, I mean, like, these people are dead. Of course, but I just, I felt like there was no, like, they didn't actually care about these people's lives. They were more concerned with, like, you didn't care about these people's lives. You have one suspect. They're already in jail. Like, what else is there? You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, it sort of, it felt gratuitous. Well, at so a certain point, and like I think it's like you know these people are trained to find out who done it, right? And but my point is, you already have an answer, and that person's they? locked up, and anybody else who could have possibly been a suspect is dead. But did they? I think they did. They did, but they didn't. It, and and anyway, but we'll give away more if we say more. I, that, I came away confused. Oh, me too. It's yeah. Un, you know. Anyway, watch it. Let us know what you think. Um, I recently finished listening to the audiobook of Calypso by David Sedaris. I didn't even know that David Sedaris had released a new book, much less that he had a new one that came out last month. Um, and um, I enjoyed, I mean, I, I really enjoy David Sedaris's storytelling and all of the um, all of the little stories from his childhood, specifically when he talks about his sister Amy, who everyone knows from uh, Strangers with Candy, um, and that great cook like life at home with Amy Sedaris. Yeah, I mean everyone knows who Amy Sedaris is. I just I didn't um, I wasn't aware of who she was when I started reading David Sedaris's book, and then to see her and experience her um, in all of these different forms. You know, like she's a um, she's a character. She has a character that she plays on Kimmy Schmidt. And there's just like all of these different places that she's been that I didn't like. I didn't even realize that she was part of stuff that I was watching um, to know who she is and then put that together with David Sedaris's sister, who um, I think in one book he talks about how she used to prank call um, the husband of one of her friends at school and pretend to be his mistress it is, it's bizarre, but it's so fun. 
Like when you read it, it's just, it's so fun. Um, and this last book had a great chapter about um, like uh, insults, insults from different parts of the world. <laughs> it was great. I love the one um, you told me last night. Yeah, there's one that's, um, there's the, the best insult that he, because he was just asking people when, while he was traveling, you know, what's the, what's the, the worst thing you could say to someone is an insult. Um, and one of the one of the shining examples was um, put your hand up my ass and jerk off my shit because it's like that. Th- like, wow, you w- you you have to win an award of some kind if you come up with that. I would tell somebody, I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> um, my other recommendation um, is the song that I've been listening to almost uh, in a not melancholy, but like a. I don't know. I don't know what the right word is. Sort of like, it's like nostalgia for LA, if that makes sense. Um, It's a song called Good Life by Inner City. It's from the, um, I think it's Inner City. Uh, It's from the movie Baps. (laughs) It's the song they play when, um, when Martin Landau takes, uh, takes the girls shopping. And um, I just, I remember when we, so we went to Precinct one of the nights we were in LA and we're in Precinct. They're playing, yes, they're playing all of this, like this interesting mix of music. There's an interesting mix of people because going out in nightlife here in New York City, you don't see, I mean, let's start from the the basic level. Uh, Men and women in the gay community do not mix Mm -mm. at gay bars. It's either a bar that's for men or it's a bar that's for women. And so here we are in this club in L.A. There's lesbians and gay men, not only in this under the same roof, but they're dancing together on the dance floor. It looks like there are straight couples there. It just like it felt inclusive, you know, like where we talk about being inclusive, that felt inclusive. Mm-hmm. And and then this song came on and I was convinced I, I turned to Daniel and I was like, we've teleported into the past somehow we are living in the 90s currently and there was something about it that i just enjoyed and so i've been listening to that song song and sort of missing la um and we also we were on the tony soto show we recorded the tony soto show yesterday so that was like a reminder the the one i don't know why but i remember that night specifically well that moment because at the same time that you were saying that casey lie who's tony's um co-host for the gay power half hour was dancing with a column Yes. He was like having a very romantic moment with a column while wearing like a newspaper hat. Not a hat made of newspaper, but like a a, new- uh, a newsboy cap. Thank yes. you. And a suede capelet mm-hmm. patchwork. Yeah. And it was hot. And he was just like living his best life and like voguing with the column, slow dancing with the column. And in that moment, to me, he was in complete focus and everybody else was blurry. Yes. Because it was so surreal. Yeah. So like that. And I looked over you. I'm like, are you seeing the same thing I'm seeing? Like, yeah, it was. Um, That was a very fun night. It was. That really was a good night. Yeah. Oh, and Carrie. Oh, Carrie yeah. turning that night was just amazing that was the night that i was like carrie curtin's different in la <laughs> she's doing pirouettes and there's a lot of her to be doing pirouettes yeah it's a big wingspan that was a really fun night um but yeah so i was just like i listened to that song um and i feel nostalgic for it la good, it was a good way to end la yeah it really was it was it a great really capstone was. yeah um, well, that brings us to the end of our episode. Uh, remember that we're Grizzly Kiki on everything. That means Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So be sure to follow us there. You can send your questions to grizzlykiki at gmail.com and maybe we'll read yours on the air. 
And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. So until next time. No, I don't want to say this. I don't want to do it anymore. So we'll just do the regular. I'm tired of it. We'll just do it. No, I want to say this instead. Now that we're in off season, we'll see you next Friday. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I know. Ooh. I know. It's not much, but it's something. Kunf. 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 See ya. See, ya. see you next Friday. Bye.